Hey guys, this is Adam Carswell, and I have another bonus episode for you here. This one is featuring my dad, Mike Carswell. I actually just had a two hour, maybe even longer phone call with him. And I was like, you know what, Papa, we got to get you on Dream Chasers soon. Um, and he referenced this interview that he did with a group called CBMC back in this past April, April 2020. So going to repurpose, resurface this content, this interview that he did. Um, a link to CBMC and who they are and what they stand for is in the show notes, as well as a link to the original video. Really powerful message of hope from my dad for the world during this interesting time that we find ourselves living in now. I still want to bring him on the show in the future for an official episode of Dream Chasers, but for the time being, this is what we're going to work with. I hope you guys enjoy getting to know my dad a little bit and learning about who it is that made me who I am today. Obviously got to give a lot of credit to Mama Car as well as well. Um, but this is a really cool interview with my dad. So just want to share it with you guys. Go ahead and check it out. And yeah, if you like it, let me know. I'd be happy to introduce you to him. And as we always say around here, remember, in all you think, say, and do, take it to the next level. All right, good morning. My name is Steve Konzman. I'm the area director for CBMC here in Northeast Ohio. And uh, today I have a friend with me here today. Uh, his name is Mike Carswell. Mike, how you doing? Good morning, Steve. Uh, happy April to you, my friend. Good to happy see you. Happy April is right. So uh, Mike, is, you're our guest here today. And just wanted to share a quick word about what we're doing here today to those that might be listening for the first time. This is our fourth interview that we've done here every Wednesday at 930. We uh, kind of make it live and then it's available throughout the time. So if you don't get to watch, if you're watching later, feel free to like later or like now and engage with us. But anyway, CBMC, we started, for those of you who don't know, we started in 1930 coming out of the, the Great Depression. So 90 years ago. And uh, during that time, there were people that were jumping off buildings that were just depressed. They were, there was the Great Depression was going on. It was a season of uncertainty. And here we are 90 years later in that same kind of typical type of season of uncertainty. And CBMC still is sharing hope in the marketplace through Jesus Christ. And so um, today, you know, here locally, um, we have uh, outreach events that we do kind of once a month. Some of you might be aware of our Cleveland Leadership Prayer Breakfast. We've done that for 30 years. Um, Akron Leadership Prayer Lunch and doing that for our 20th year this year. It was supposed to be in May, got moved to September uh, of this year, September uh, 10th. Uh, Thursday, September 10th. So if you haven't signed up for that, we've got a great speaker coming out for that. Michael Franzese, a former big time mafia boss that uh, lost hope, came to faith. And uh, when there was a situation we had no way out, uh, found a way out. So I'm uh, excited for that coming up. But um, also we have 24 men's groups that meet around town. And Mike is in one of those teams. And uh, Mike has just impressed me with his faith and even his hope during this time. And uh, because of all that, um, I said, hey, Mike, why don't I bring you on this, this interview thing? So that's how we got you here, Mike. Well, you know, uh, I was surprised, but I'm, I'm thrilled to share anytime I can encourage people. Oh, good. Well, uh, I, yeah, I just liked your faith in that Willoughby group that meets on Tuesdays and now meeting virtually. All of our teams are meeting virtually and uh, come to fun meeting with you guys virtually the last week or the week before. And uh, so anyway, Mike, you're the director of Scranton Road Promotional Products. Is that, is that correct? It's promotional marketing, but promotional that's pretty good. That's because SRPM, we call it. Okay. Well, good. Yep. And, um, and so we'll talk about that here, here in a little, a little bit. But sure. uh, born and raised here in, Cle in the Cleveland area, I understand. And you live in Painesville now. And a little sure. known fact that, that I just found out about you, you were the MC for the Painesville promo video. Talk, talk about that. 
Yeah, back in February, there was a local push to participate in a uh, television program off HGTV. I believe it's called Hometown. So towns were solicited to submit uh, information about their town and how they could use a little help and little, I guess, little face change. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I was a part of a, of, of a unit that we put a video together, took some video, uh, took some pictures around town to present. Uh, and I had the honor of being the MC. It's always an honor. Yeah. Well, you got a great radio voice, and uh, I don't know if I if I can speak to your radio face, but that's not me to say. say radio face. There you go. <laughs> but great radio voice. I like it. Cool so that. I want to get right into our, our interview. Like I said, you're a, a Cleveland native, but you had some uh, some challenges growing up, and later found faith. And uh, so kind of. Yeah. What's interesting wanna, is that you call them challenges. So go ahead. I was just to say I want to hear about that that faith journey because that faith is really helping you now during this unique season that we're in. So I'd just like to hear from the beginning, how did, how did you come to faith and what does that, what does that look like? Well, I was raised in a Christian home, yeah. you know, and went to church every Sunday, like, like so many folks, but I'll be honest with you, it was a cultural thing. And a lot of Christianity um, is cultural. A lot of what you learn at home, it's cultural. What you, your parents teach you how to behave. They teach you how to do everything in your neighborhood, your culture, your friends influence you. So I was a cultural kid in the, in the inner city of Cleveland. I'm the baby of four uh, my parents had four children. Unfortunately, my dad died when I was only five months old. So being the baby, mm -hmm. I really never had an opportunity to learn anything from my dad. But my mom was a wonderful woman of faith, and she uh, belonged to a beautiful church on 55th Street, in the, right next to the projects where we grew up. Uh, and I went to Shiloh Baptist Church as a kid. And like I said, it was all cultural. And uh, my mom even led Vacation Bible School, which was fantastic. You know, so she was a giver, and she taught me how to give. But uh, at the age of 16, I had a a life-changing experience where I got into a, a, an argument with a family member and we talked about uh, what was going on in life. My life had changed a bit. I'd gotten out of the neighborhood because I was a pretty good basketball player and I was at Cathedral Latin High School, go Lions, forever and ever. And I did and, just uh, see that picture of you recently <laughs> dunking, so I was impressed. I can, I can oh, vouch yeah. that you, you could dunk back in the day. Oh, uh, I, I think I was dunking at 13. But anyway, the, <laughs> day, the deal is, is that, uh, so I'm at Latin, we go to state championship, we have a great time, and then I come home and I get into an argument, you know, with, with, a, with a, a, a friend of mine, very, very close to me. And, and it was very upsetting. And so after that argument, I basically thought that uh, I needed a direction change in my life. So I had heard the gospel presented so many different ways. Obviously, as a cultural Christian, you hear it a lot. And, I, and again, I'm just calling myself a cultural Christian. Guys can call themselves what they want. But you know what I mean. You grow up in church and you just... You just kind of go because it's the thing to do. It doesn't, it hasn't sunk in yet. So at 16, I asked the Lord to come into my heart and um, nobody was there. I was in my room. I was alone. I just, the Holy Spirit was there and, my, and the Lord was there obviously speaking to me. So I, I had a, a change in my heart. The next day I woke up, it was April, Cleveland, snow filled day, ugly gray outside, but there was a newness inside. Mm. Picked up my Bible and dove in. It was just exciting and it was life changing how I just was able to now understand what I'd been kind of glancing over all my days. And so um, I was really, really happy to, to put uh, you know, Jesus as my priority at the age of 16. And again, I'm not a, a, of a guy full of flaws and issues, but fortunately I was able to say, Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, come into my heart. And it changed everything. That's crazy. So it really was just some trouble and you just really said, God, I, I need you. You knew enough to, to realize that you just need to surrender your heart to the Lord 
And but yeah. there wasn't really a pastor or preacher or, no. you know, kind of a little bit of an examples maybe around you, but ultimately just a little, there's a spirit just nudging you to have that, that moment on your, on your own. You know, we have to trust God for a lot of things, you know, and um, I just believe that that was a, that was my life changing moment. Um, I believe the guy's uh, last name is Huckabee. We, we did a series at our church years ago called Experiencing God. And we have this thing called a crisis of belief, meaning that that's a point where you kind of, your head snaps back and you go and you start to seek, God, I want to know who you are. So that happened to me as a 16 year old kid. And again, I, I'm so grateful, uh, been able to be a part of so many different ministries over this time. And I'm, I'm not done yet. You know, it's, it's kind of cool. Well, I love seeing just the, the joy that you have. And we, you know, scripture talks about the joy of the Lord. I, I see that in you. I don't know how to describe it, but I, but I see it. I do. I, I Thanks, there's, pe- there's men that I get to work with and pe- people I get to see and you just, that, that have this faith. And I, to me, I, I can see it. I don't know. I, and I see that in you. So good. <laughs> and so now you're, you've been married for a long time now, right? A long time. My dad and I have been married since 1987. Okay. We have six amazing children, four handsome boys, beautiful boys. Four gorgeous women, or sorry, two two daughters that are just beautiful as well. So it's a total of six. And I only have one left here at home. So I know that many of you guys have had to deal with the homeschooling issue. I've only had one, one she's uh, 21 years old at Lakeland Community College. So my kids are grown and, and exciting. Actually, we have a wedding coming up this week too, which is always a cool thing. It's my first one getting married. Oh, wow. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not getting married, but thank you for the congratulations. Right, right. No, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, awesome. well, um. You know, getting into this Corona season that we're in, what's been the True. hardest thing for you with life and even with work? How, how has it affected you? I think I'm like anyone else out here. We don't know who to trust. Mm. And I mean, from a worldly perspective, of course, my trust is in Jesus. But it's really hard to know who's giving you the right message. That's probably been the toughest thing for me. Staying at home, I work from home uh, maybe 70, 80 percent of the time when I'm not out seeing customers or if I'm down at Scranton Road Ministries down on West 25th Street. I'm here smiling and dialing and uh, trying to create new business opportunities via the computer or the phone. So working from home was no big transition for me. Uh, But I will say that, um, you know, it's just weird to go out and, and not be able to socialize. Uh, so many lunches and breakfasts and dinners I have with folks. Uh, the whole church dynamic has changed. And I'm not going to call it hard because uh, it really hasn't been hard. It's just been, um, I, I want to call it maybe a teeny bit annoying. But I just we, we need to be apt and, and ready to change anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it hasn't been as hard. But I will say this. Let me apologize on that. One, one thing that has been hard is to see the look on people's faces and to see the posts that come out on Facebook, to see the posts that come out on Instagram, to see the, the newscasting, the depressing news and the depressing information and the depressing look on people's faces. That's probably been one of the hardest things for me. We have to maintain our hope. And, um, you know, that's one of the reasons that, I, that you know, I have a, several people I could have asked to interview. And one of the reasons I asked you is I kept seeing you put all these messages of hope messages of hope out on your own personal Facebook. And I uh, wasn't seeing political rants or uh, anything else. I was just seeing you speaking about just the, the love of God and the hope of God and the hope that, that you found. And um, that's good stuff. And um, it's our job. I mean, it's our job to, uh, to be, uh, we, we should be encouragers. And I'm not saying that, that uh, all of us can be encouragers. You don't have to say I'm, a, I'm in the encouragement ministry or anything along those lines. You know, a good word. And I just read something yesterday in, for Sunday school class. It mentioned that it was a tweet that talked about the fact that in China, they were um, taking all the steeples off churches. 
and anything that that had a cross on it couldn't high higher couldn't fly higher than the Chinese flag. But right after that, Billy Graham, uh, Franklin Graham, was quoted, and he said, "To think that taking a cross off a building is going to remove it from people's hearts is really mm. interesting. Mm. You know, what's going on in your heart is really what matters. It's sad that they would take. So that's the bad news. They're taking crosses down. But how about the good news? Our hearts, man." And so I, I'm trying to take all this stuff that I hear that's not good and try to apply what the word of God says or, or just be an encourager through it all. It's important. Yeah. And that's really kind of, um, that's good stuff. That's what you kind of do with your, your job, right? I mean, you're, you're selling promotional products, but you're not just sure. selling it for you and, and for your, and for your customers, but the, the proceeds kind of go back to, to the ministry. Is that correct? Right. Everybody wins. The quick, the quick look of Scranton Road Ministries. We have four legs of the table. Leg number one is we have an after-school program with young people involved in the community, which is the West 25th and Clark and Fulton area. Very, very tough part of town. So we have after-school programs for elementary schools that are right near us. We have a program called Youth Jobs Partnerships at three different high schools, actually four different high schools, where we're reaching out with young people with mentoring and just encouraging them and developing relationships with them. Uh, it's a tough world out there, guys. You know, it's not the same when an uh, old guy like me was growing up, you know, where you right. have people encouraging you more. Uh, we also have a fantastic legal clinic where if someone is in this community and it doesn't matter if you're in the community, if you have some legal issues, give us a call. We can assist you and at least walk you through the beginning preliminary things. If you get a letter of eviction or something from your boss or employer doesn't work out, you can call mm -hmm. us at, at Sprint Road Ministries. The fourth leg is what, what I do. I sell promotional products. I got a beautiful Charles River golf jacket on today. Okay. <laughs> Just for you, Kelly. <laughs> but uh, I've got uh, uh, access to everything from pens to polos, from uh, sweatshirts to outdoor signs. Uh, and when, when you buy it from us, the beauty of it all is that it's going to pour back into the ministry. So your dollars aren't just, you know, lying in the pockets of a businessman, which is good anyway. But how cool is it if you can buy things and they're going to support inner city ministry? I think everyone really wants to do that. So guys, look me up. We all want to live. We want to, we want to live our lives in such a way we win-win. So it seems like you got a win-win job. You got three wins. <laughs> wins and win and win. Everybody's winning. You get what you need. You know, you bless our ministry, you keep our, us surviving, and then we're able to bless kids. So it's three wins. It's actually pretty cool. I love it. Um, well, before we go, just uh, any advice, you know, any, any uh, words of wisdom, maybe some scripture that's given you hope during this time? Well, you know, where's, where's that hope that you have? And can you share that? You know, how do we get that hope that you got? Well, just funny you should ask. <laughs> so my favorite psalm is Psalm 61. And Steve, you know I'm a music guy. And I remember on the old Phil Keggy album called How the West Was Won. I'm testing all you guys that can go back to contemporary Christian music in the early 80s, even the late 70s. But How the West Was Won, there's a, there's a song, song, Psalm 61, that uh, Matthew Ward, who has one of the best voices ever, and I'm a singer, so I would know, this guy, can, he can sing. And uh, he sings a song about Psalm 61, which reads, uh, I was just looking at it earlier today. It's a prayer for security and assurance. Don't we need that right now? Wherever we are, we can trust God that he will be there and answer our cries for help. So I'll just read a portion of the psalm. It just, Psalm 61, verse 1 says, Hear my cry, O God, take heed to my prayer. From the ends of the earth I call to you when my heart grows faint. My heart's grown faint. Everyone's heart's grown faint when they hear bad news and bad news and bad news. So it's a really great time to focus on a psalm that you love. Psalm 62, I'm not going to go through the whole book of Psalms, but Psalm 62 says, my soul finds rest in you alone. My soul does not find rest in a mask, 
My soul does not find rest in hand sanitizer. It's in Jesus Christ alone. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Verse 8 of Psalm 62 says, Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. That's pretty clear to me. If I'm in pain, if I have questions, if I have issues, I'm going to go to God first. Guys, information is great. We have all kinds of information. It's, it's nonstop. But pick up your Bible. Jump in there. Worship, not worry. It's an amazing time. Uh, this is my wife and I have breakfast today. We're talking about how this is a noted time that from years that we're going to talk about this time. And we should talk about how God pulled us through. Talk about the heartache and talk about the challenge. But we should also remember to talk about how God's pulled us through. If you look at any psalm, they generally talk about, uh, they often talk about pain and issues and challenges. But then the last two verses or three verses will always bring you back to the source. It's amazing. That's really good. And uh, I was just thinking, you said, you know, God's with us uh, in, in, our, in our pain when we call out to him. And that's really how your faith journey started, right? You know, back when you, you were 16. And so that's probably, <laughs> as he was faithful back then, however many years ago that was, and, and yeah. still you, you feel like, hey, well, I trusted him then. He came through. I'm going to continue to trust him. So that's, that's a great word. I was listening to a Rick Warren give a motivational speech about worship and or worship versus worry. And he, he says so many things matter to us inherently, like crazily today. He goes, in five years from now, there'll be something in our rearview mirror. We'll be able to see how God brings us through. And there's, there's two days during the week that there's nothing you can do about. Yesterday and tomorrow. We need to focus on what we can do today. And man, I don't know about you, Steve, and I can tell with your life, you've been a blessing to me as well. I want to be a light. I want to be a light in the darkness. I want to mm -hmm. tell people that Jesus can get us through. I want to tell people that, that there's practical answers to life and that uh, we, needn't, uh, we needn't be afraid. How many times, over 300 times in scriptures, the Lord tells someone, fear not, fear not, fear not. He told that to Mary <laughs> when she found out she was having a child that she didn't know was coming. She found it, told that to Joseph, told that to the shepherds in the field, told it to Moses, fear not. God is here. You just need to reach out to him uh, if we have troubles, like the Psalms just said. Reach out to him. Mm. He wants to know you. That's a good word. Well, um, Mike, we want to, uh, you know, just kind of keep these, uh, these little vignettes uh, short and sweet so guys can get back to work. Um, yeah, but, but some, some good stuff in here today. Um, as, as we go, um, would you just mind just uh, praying for those that might be listening and just sure. praying a, a prayer of hope for them? Yeah. Lord, as we come today, we thank you for your mercy, your grace, your provision, which is endless. And your power, oh God, we call on that today as well that you would speak to our hearts and open our minds. Allow us to understand better how much you love us and that we have a father who cares for every hair on our head. Lord, I ask that you would bless folks that take time to hear this today, that they may be encouraged, that they may reach out to you. If they know you as a Christian, I pray that they will embrace your word, your hope. And if they don't know you as a, as a believer, Lord, I pray that this will be just a seed planet to bring them closer to you. Pierce their hearts. Help them see, Lord, that um, you are the way, the truth, and the life, as you said in the book of John. And no man comes to the Father but by you. In you we find perfect peace, and in you we put our trust. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Mike, that was really good. Um, I'll be praying for you later today, and appreciate uh, all that you're doing, and keep spreading that hope. It's good stuff. 
Yeah, hope, man. Gotta get, gotta get it. Gotta get it. Worship, not worry. All right. I like Don't it. Worry. Good. All right, bro. Thanks again for your time. See Welcome. you, man. All right. Take care.